MLB season is here, Brent. It is. And we have learned after a day and a half. The Dodgers are your world champions. The only thing I have to ask you is, are you going to get World Series tickets, Royals at Dodgers? Because that's the only obvious way that this whole season is going to go at this point. I know. I uh, I was watching the pregame to the Royals' second game today, and it sounded like the Royals were going to go 162 and 0. Man, that seems likely. Yeah, I mean they won their first game by a whole four to three. Although so. we say that ironically, if you ask a Dodger fan right now, they say it unironically. Yeah, <laughs> we are going 162 and 0 this year. We beat the impressive store bought San Diego Padres team who, who don't have their whole store bought team from last year. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Fifteen to nothing on opening day. Best offense, best pitching, GG, easy, Dodgers win it all. So what, what did you get out of your first Royals game? Tell me what I got to look forward to in 2016. Oh, same Royals. They, they went uh, station to station, uh, timely hitting, and uh, bullpen held them off at the end. You got to get that Wade Davis working, right? Although, you know, you know who looked really good? Former Joaquin Tiger, Joaquin Soria. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Well, he didn't get into the game the second game, so... Uh, doesn't matter. He could pitch like he, way it's going. He could pitch like the fourth inning if they need a pitcher. In the, the yeah. fourth that's inning. What, you brought what. him in as a fourth inning specialist. <laughs> Is that what we're talking that's about right. right now? Well, I'm super excited about this year. We got the package all wound up. I got to watch Cole Hamels beat Felix Hernandez in a fun pitchers duel type game, four to three on opening day. Oh, I, I got to watch. This is the this is one of the, the funniest things I found about the Royals and or Mets. Okay. Yes. Uh. So Cespedes, who famously, you know, misplayed a ball into an inside the park home run in the first Love me some former the, Tigers. Yeah, the first uh, first game of the World Series in twenty fifteen. It was rough. Uh first batter, I believe, of the game for the Royals. L- line drive right at him, oh, drops it, and then ends up uh, scoring a run. By the way, they lost by one run. Uh and so, you know, typical Terry Collins, he playing left field and makes a mistake. So where do you think he plays the second game? Right field? Center field. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? You make an error in left field, and then they put you in center field. You've proven you can handle left field at that point. By the way, uh, today in the game, you know, the, the Mets did win the second game, but they almost lost it. They almost got the game tied because Cespedes misplayed a ball in center field. Hey, didn't you put the Mets in the uh, winning that division this year? And also, by the way, uh, Cespedes, who won the gold glove last year. Uh, well, that already was... Good job, voters. That was brutal, yeah. If you think the gold gloves mean anything other than flash. Uh, my dad always used to have a thing about Ken Griffey Jr. playing center field, and he used to be a very, like, anti-Ken Griffey Jr. Like, he thought great hitter, great guy, but he got a lot of praise for his uh, field work. He's so out of position that he makes every single play an adventure, so he has to make diving catches all over the place because uh, he's constantly misplaying everything. Jim Edmonds is the same way, except he wasn't misplaying it. He was just slow. Yeah, he was So then slow. he would get to these balls. Oh, what a great diving play. Should have been a routine play. No, you're right. He ran dead sprint for Jim Edmonds and made what should have been a walking catch into a diving attempt over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. But he, he, hey, pulled it off. Gold glove. That means you're a great player, right? Yep. If you if you just make every play, you're not a great fielder. You have to make exciting plays. Right. Hey, everybody. Mm. You have made it back to the next thrilling chapter of Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And we have stuff to talk about this week, Brent. A lot of stuff. My goodness, yeah. We've got a lot. We, we get to bash the Cleveland Browns. Can S- I start there? Stuff. Stuff. We uh, Oh, we finished our NCAA Raisin Brent bracket challenge. So we have the winner here in studio. That's more stuff. Yeah, after the break, we'll talk to the winner. Why do we invite... Uh, whatever. I think we. Uh, this might be the last time we invite the winner of the bracket on our show. This is supposed to be a professional podcast, Ray. 
mean, we got such an amateur in studio. Well, we'll see how he if he is up to the task. But yeah. you know, why take the risk? Yeah. So the, yeah, the tournament ended, which is very very exciting. Uh, we got to talk some Walking Dead, some Better Call Saul. Well, and, nothing happened in either one of those shows. Uh, well, that is not true, even a little bit. And uh, we both My played. DVR cut both off with five minutes left. So did I miss anything? Uh, only in one of them. Okay. <laughs> and even then, no. Better Call Saul. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we both played the Michonne Walking Dead game. Oh, yeah. By Telltale. Part two. The part, the part episode two. Episode two. two. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about that as well. So uh, that's a jam-packed schedule. So let's just get to it. A lot of stuff. I would call it a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. After three seconds of Oasis. Someday you will find me Copping the landslide In a champagne supernova well, March Madness is in the books. I mean, and thankfully, because it is, uh, you know, almost the second week of April. I remember the good old days, Brent, when March Madness stayed in March. Yeah. Then you then you didn't have to worry about whether uh, the, the game results you saw were April Fool's jokes. <laughs> Was that an issue for this That's right, right. <laughs> Well, I don't oh, know. Maybe my bracket's it still says, liable. It says Kentucky won, but it's April 1st. Did they actually lose? We'll have to wait until tomorrow to see. <laughs> I don't think that's how real media outlets work. Uh, well... I was thinking the same thing about that Guns N' Roses show I kept seeing reported everywhere on April 1st. And I was like, okay, this isn't real. And only when the show was over and I saw footage of it, I was like, oh, I guess it was actually real. Oh, now you had me doubting. I'm like, wait, I thought that thing was real. I saw footage of it. Because our buddy Munson, Big Red Fury, went to the uh, Guns N' Roses show. Can I call out Big Red Fury real quick? Okay. He put a picture on Facebook a week ago. Uh, you know where I'm going with this. No, I don't. Yes, you do. He, I, no, remind me. Because you hipped me to this story. Okay. He was hanging out on the Sunset Strip outside of a bar, and he happens to see a guy on his cell phone hanging out outside the club on the Sunset Strip, puts the picture online. Who was that person? I don't remember. Johnny Manziel was the oh, person. Oh, Johnny, that's right. Johnny, Ma- Johnny Football was here in Los Angeles, not that far from where we record this show, Friend of the show, Todd Munson, is right there. Could have offered him to get in my car. Let's go do a podcast. We would have been there. Uh, he could have done that, or he also could have offered, hey, TMZ, Johnny Manziel's right here. Give me 50 bucks. Yeah, 50 bucks. I found him. And then I, and I doubted it at first. I'm like, that's not really Johnny Manziel. No, that was Johnny And Manziel. then like the next day on the Yahoo's, it's like Johnny Manziel seen partying on the Sunset Strip. It's yeah. like, okay, here courtesy we are. Of, courtesy of Big Red Fury. BigRedFury.com or at Husker Nation on Twitter. I don't know. Is that their thing? Uh, no. There, there's, your, there's your free plug, Todd. Todd you Munson. don't even deserve Todd Munson. You don't deserve anything. He got his butt, butt handed to him in our bracket challenge. That is correct. So uh, the final I mean, four. To be fair, if Kansas would have won, he would have won. But. We had the final four here, and it came down to Villanova versus North Carolina. And uh, game of the year, right? Like, that's pretty much, with everything on the line, it gave us drama, back and forth. Uh, North Carolina hits a three-pointer, an off-balance one with very little time to go. And then Villanova just called me with, what, four or six seconds to go? 4.7 left. 4.7 to go. Uh, Comes on down the entire length and then just, you know, call me, strokes a three-pointer like it's a big deal. It was kind of funny how they did because the the point guard drives down to the three-point line and then they had the... Their best three point shooter trailing for some reason, and then just like you see him yell the guy's name, Jenkins tosses it to him. Buckets. Leroy Jenkins, buckets, got to make it. And then Charles Barkley went nuts. Everybody went nuts. Now you, I was saying the thing to you earlier, like the second that the bell sounded and like they rang the buzzer, all, all these streamers came down and people started rushing the court. In many, many basketball games, especially in college, they'll go back, check the tape, and put like point three seconds back on the clock. 
because it wasn't quite like synced up. What if that had happened in that situation? Well, they had to go clean everything up. That would have sucked. But I still think you have to like it. It looked clearly like it, the, the time was over. Like that. The time was up in the middle of the shot, so there's well, no way they're going to add more time. Sports is also a series of stories, and in this case, the story is better if the game ends right there. Yeah, it's a, well, it's a better story, and also like the you don't want to be the person that didn't put up the streamers, and then oh, they go look, and then oh, now I'm going to hit the streamers, and then he, it's just one uh, guy, one guy in the center of the court holding streamers, going ah, yeah, throwing them exactly. up in the air yeah. around him so, meekly. You know what? Better just c- celebrate, and then. Ask for forgiveness if that's not right. Well, speaking of celebrating, we got to pay off our bet, Brent. Uh, do we have to? I I mean, we did we did say the winner of the Raisin Brent Bracket Challenge. But last year was one of us. It was one of us. Uh, it was me, for the record. Yeah, it uh, was. And uh, it was very exciting to come in and uh, sit on sit in on my own podcast. But we opened it up to the people. What do we have? Like a record, like twenty some odd people playing this year. Yeah, it's a very very large number of people. Well, there should be more like a hundred, but a lot of people are intimidated by our. Picking skills, our prognosticating, our depth of knowledge, well, and I can't say I blame them. I mean, I don't know if the results would be any different, no matter how many people we put into this thing. Well, that's true, but still, you think you would at least make an effort, but they don't want to be embarrassed if they don't beat us, I guess. But this year, we do have to pay it off, Brent. Yeah, we do. So let me stay here. So uh, let me introduce to the podcast. He's been quiet so far today. Mm-hmm. Let me introduce the winner Sitting of the 2016 Bracket Challenge. Yeah, come on up to the mic. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our winner, Brent Pope. Yeah! Hey, guys! Hey, what's up, Brent? Hey, thanks for having me on the podcast. Oh, no problem. Uh, I wish I would have won. But, well, actually, you did win. You're Brent also. We're both Brent. We're Brent Pope. So, Brent, if I may take this interview over for a sec here. okay. So, Brent... Um, what goes into putting together a championship? Now, now, uh, you're a champion now. Uh huh. What were you thinking when you put down North Carolina versus Villanova in the final game? Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about the fact that you got it wrong? Uh, well, I feel good because it's tough just to get the final two teams. It sure right? is. Uh, I actually had three out of the final four, and I didn't have Syracuse, which no one outside of uh, the Syracuse network yeah. people pick Syracuse in the final four, so I don't feel bad about that. So I got the final three, and actually, I think I was telling you last week uh, that I actually had Villanova winning it in my first in my first uh, sure did. draft, and then I was like, you know what? Uh, they'll probably lose in the finals. So uh, <laughs> I was really close to actually having the, uh, the champion as Villanova, too. Well, if I may, uh, uh, you were trying to throw me under the bus as saying my reaction to you picking Villanova reaction helped was, push it over. <laughs> well, no, I had already changed it, but oh, okay. but what I said was, yeah, my first draft, I had Villanova winning it, and you said, well, they're not going to win it. <laughs> uh, correctly so, to, sir. Turns oh, wait. out as incorrect. Not correct at all. Uh, but it's probably a good thing. Had uh, you know, had you picked Villanova, the North Carolina would have won, and you would not have won then the I would not challenge. Have won. So it turns out, you know, it didn't matter who won the last game. I had already won it beforehand. In, in a weird and way, it seems a little greedy to want everything yeah. right. In a weird way, by picking it wrong, you guaranteed victory. Yeah, that's correct. So there you go. Uh, do you have any people you want to thank for this? Uh, uh just myself. You know, yeah, I feel like yeah. I'm really awesome. You know, I feel like. Uh, Everyone else is like we're in the big uh, vat of grapes making wine, and everyone else is the grapes, and I'm the guy just stomping on them. Just getting squashed. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to put some of my knowledge from my feet into you to to turn you into wine, but probably not. You'll probably just be fermented. uh, Just pulp. Yeah, just pulp. Just pulp. Do you have any other words for your fellow competitors this year? With the biggest field in Raisin Brent history, Mm -hmm. the fact that 
for the second year in a row, one of the hosts of the show won. Yeah. It's almost like we know a little something about what we're talking about here. Well, bring, I, I, would, I would love it if we had like 100 people in it next year. And we're probably, one of us will probably still win. I, I don't see how one of probably, us doesn't win. Probably me. I mean, when you won it, you didn't have anybody in the final. I don't think you had either of the finalists. <laughs> I, had uh, both, I had both of the finalists. No, you did not have Butler. Uh, Butler wasn't in the finals last year. When was Butler in the finals? The like two years two before years, that? Yeah, yeah. Who was last year? It was Michigan State and... Oh, yeah. You had Michigan State because you're from Kentucky. Michigan. You had to pick them, and you love moonshine, so you had to pick Kentucky. That was the reason <laughs> you picked me. So I love I love my own state and moonshine. Sir, when the answer is correct, you don't have to apologize <laughs> for it. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, congratulations, Brent. Uh, uh, Brent, do you have any questions for Brent? Uh, what's it like to be that good? I mean, how did you best this field? Thanks, Brent. I appreciate that. I mean, and your hair is looking great. It really is. Well, uh, no product in it at all. This is all all natural. Jeez, and... you two, get a room. <laughs> Am I right? Stop. That tickles, Brent. Yeah, I know. All right, now it's getting a little weird up in here. <laughs> well, well uh... anyway, congratulations to... Uh, I was going to say the rest of the field, but just me. I won. Yeah, Only congratulations to you. I mean, uh, hey, I, I finished in the middle towards the bottom end of the pack. Mm-hmm. So it goes. I, I took some shots. They were wrong. How and... do we get our loser trophy to, um, well, and are we going to have to cut it in half? Because it's Dino, the pr- our producer, finished in last place. He didn't. Tied with Andrew Payne, who, doesn't he have a sports podcast? He, I heard a rumor he used to. Yeah. Um, now, is, is that why? Is that why he's not, is he not allowed to do a sports co- podcast anymore? I believe he's why? shown why he shouldn't do them. Okay, is, but he's is he just not doing it uh, because he saw the light, or is he just not allowed by the I, human race? I have? heard iTunes actually cracked down on the podcast because uh, uh, they listed themselves under experts, mm-hmm. and they were like, "We have not demonstrated on any level that you 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 fit this uh, recommendation." Well, I would say him finishing last in our in our bracket shows in him being an expert at something. To be fair, Andrew Payne and and, and producer skill, producer it? Dino both finished tied for last place. But doesn't it feel like Andrew Payne finished in last place? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll bring him the trophy myself. Okay, I'll drop it off at his front door. Gotcha. It seems fair. Yeah, seems fair to that me. That seems very fair. Are we done trolling? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Yeah, Brent won. There it is. Come back next year. We'll do it again. Hopefully, have an even bigger field this time, mm-hmm. and one of us will win. Have a bigger field with more grapes for me to stomp on. That's what it is. So we'll be right back to talk a little bit more after three seconds of Ben Folds Five. Okay, I got to know for sure. We're going to talk about NFL right now. Colin Kaepernick, currently enrolled right. by the 49ers, mm-hmm. in theory getting traded to the Broncos. Now we're hearing it's off because he doesn't want to take a pay cut. Do you want Colin Kaepernick on your rival, Super Bowl winning rival? I think so. Oh, I mean, if for nothing else, it's a great story. You get Alex Smith versus Kaepernick twice. I mean, it'd be fun. Both with good defenses, right? I, yeah, in a way, I I I want it, and in a way, you know, I he, he they might be good if they do that. Though. Yeah, he's uh, he's very athletically talented, and who knows what he could do with that uh, that defense behind him. Well, his accuracy's gone all to crap, though. That's the problem. And he's still got an arm, though. He could probably wing it out there to Demarius Thomas, hitting him deep. Well, he probably could. Yeah, better than Mark Sanchez could, in theory. You think? 
But what if Mark Sanchez? But Mark Sanchez would do a better job of fumbling it uh, off somebody's rear end. Once he runs into somebody's butt. So. Uh, I still remember, I'll never forget watching that and being the only one in the, at that Thanksgiving Day party that was paying attention to the football game and there was a conversation going on. And all, I just I, audibly, I just went, oh. And then everybody at the party looks at me like, what? I went, I think Mark F- Sanchez just butt fumbled. <laughs> I think he just fumbled the ball off a guy's rear end. And now it's a touchdown for the Patriots. Like, no. We go back and watch the replay. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Um, I got to talk a little bit here about the Cleveland Browns, though, Brent. Okay. They're one of my favorite topics. And we we were saying this off the air. I think that for professional sports, and we were talking about the Cubs in regards to this, but I think the right. Browns fall, too. Sometimes it's nice to have a perennial loser. I like futility because it gives – it's just, a, it's just something to talk about. They haven't done this in so long, so – it's like when you play craps, right? Right. You can always bet the uh, the come the, line, the don't pass line, or or the don't come line, right? Well, it's pass or don't pass. It's come, don't come line. There's a come box, but that sounds absolutely terrible. Now that I say it out loud, stop it. I made you say come. Yes, box. you did, <laughs> but it's not dirty, so I'm not bleeping it. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Because it's not dirty. I just did it because I was trolling you. Yeah, there it is. I actually play craps. It's but it's the same odds. I on thought the pa- you did. <laughs> Pass and don't pass have the same odds, but if you don't, you pet the don't pass line. It's kind of like you're betting on the Cubs not winning the World Series. That is correct. You're betting on the everyone else to lose. Yeah. Congratulations, troll. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think having the Cubs, I think the Cubs being good this year is going to be really good for baseball. I will, uh, in theory, if they are good, uh, definitely though, having the Browns as the perennial whipping boys for what twenty years now, almost they came back in 1999. 2000 it's been 16 years of pure futility yes my lions have had a worse season in you know the worst season in nfl history mm-hmm. but overall we've also had a little bit of success in that time as well especially lately whereas the browns have been doo-doo they've been brown for a super long time but they've never been as bad as you guys uh they've been pretty darn close but i mean overall they've been worse i feel like in my lifetime i've seen them almost go to the super bowl uh, and I've never seen Detroit almost go to the Super Bowl. Hey, NFC Championship game, 1991, sir. What was the score? Really bad. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Cleveland almost won, and they lost because they fumbled at the goal line. And then, Man, and that's then, rough. Yeah. I'd almost rather lose the way we lost. I think I'm we've just, had this conversation well, a million the, my, times. My point was, I just said, they almost went to the Super Bowl. Detroit didn't almost go to the Super Bowl. I'm also only talking about the last 15 years. Okay. Oh, you mean when they went 0-16? But For Cleveland, example. Cleveland didn't do that, though. They did not. Okay. But they've had more 3-13 and 13 campaigns than I could count. <laughs> or, or, or similar. Three is infinitely better than zero. Uh, for one season, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. You can say that's, that's a like, record that will never be broken. You know, they asked me a, like an NFL record never be broken until they expand the season to eighteen games. Uh, yeah, no one will ever be that bad again. I think it'll happen, but you really do have to try really hard. But the Cleveland Browns have right now picked up all the Oakland A's Moneyball people. Sashi, uh, <laughs> Sashi. Well, you know what? They've won so many World Series with the Moneyball approach that you can't blame them for doing it. Well, what I figure that the Browns will win the World Series, right? Is that where I'm going for here? But the rumors coming out right now about the Cleveland Browns. One, they finally cut our boy Johnny Manziel. Mm-hmm. So good, but good that was on a you. No-brainer. You'd think so, but it took him way too long. <laughs> yeah, it did. to do it. But uh, Travis Benjamin gone. Uh, Tayshawn Gibson, Pro Bowler, twenty fourteen, huh? Gone. 
Mitchell Schwartz, uh, starting right tackle for four seasons, signed with Chiefs. The Chiefs. He's gone. See, that was the guy they should have resigned. He was a great tackle, and he didn't cost very much. Why didn't they resign him? Every one of these players they should have resigned. This is all their talent. Travis Benjamin's a good player too, and young. How about Alex Mack, Pro Bowl center? What is happening? Uh, He signed a five-year deal with the Falcons, and and not just that. The uh, and and they're probably going to lose Joe Thomas too. Joe Thomas, who's basically said before, I want to be a lifetime Brown, over in this offseason has opened the door and said, I mean, what's lifetime, really? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> lifetime prison doesn't mean lifetime. It's 25 years. So I mean, I mean... It's, it feels like a lifetime to play for the Browns for nine seasons. But So uh, we really think, as a Lions fan, we'd really like to get Joe Thomas. Uh, who wouldn't want to have Joe Thomas? I, I can't name Very anybody. Very few teams. Yeah. He's pretty fantastic. Uh, and he, in theory, might come relatively cheap. We can give us if you can give a second round pick for Joe Thomas. Do you not just do it? A second round pick? Yeah. Um, how old is Joe Thomas now? He's. I mean, older. he's been playing for about uh, nine years. He's probably reaching yeah, thirty. I think, I think you get a second round pick. I think you take that. <laughs> not worth the first. If he was not under close, thirty. But, you maybe you'd get a first. Uh, yeah, may, maybe, but probably not because you can just draft a first. You know, a twenty-one year old with similar stats. You know. And they might not have the overall talent, but I mean, you know, you, you take your shots at that point with a longer, you know, lifespan. But the reports coming out of Cleveland are that the uh, the new front office has absolutely no idea what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, well, it appears appears that way. Well, it appears that way. The, the, the reports from the agents who are negotiating with them and all these deals that all seem to me easily could have been made and weren't. It's because the Browns were hesitant in negotiations, mm-hmm. wouldn't give anything, approach negotiations different than every other team in the NFL in that other teams negotiate, yeah. and the Browns were basically just like doing weird stuff in, in the negotiating words, room. Moneyball. They were doing moneyball stuff. Yeah, trying to get everybody way too cheap, lowballing everybody in the NFL. It's like, well, actually, they'll pay me the same amount with no drama. Yeah, that's so what, I feel disrespected I by this conversation. I really feel like you can do that in the NFL. It's a different type of negotiations, and, and there's way more trades in baseball and things like that than there is in football. But in baseball, also, all the money's guaranteed. Yeah. Which means that. Players in the NFL are looking more, much more so than baseball, not to get lowball. Yeah, so they don't. So you offer them not guaranteed money; they're not going to take. They're it. not going to yeah. take it unless it's their last not option. Not everyone is Ricky Williams thinking that he's going to get all incentive laden oh. thing and then you know screwing himself Look, over. I think Master P did a wonderful job with that contract. Fine, wonderful. Yeah, he's he's bad. Not good. Yeah. If wonderful means bad or not good, then yes. Yeah. So I'm just saying, if you're the Cleveland Browns right now and all you're looking for are players with no more options left, what kind of a team do you think you're going to put together on the field? I, It'll be cheap. I promise you that. Don't you feel a little bad for Hugh Jackson, though? Hugh Jackson is a good coach, and then all of a sudden he's like, really? I'm sorry. If you're a good coach, you don't take the Browns job. Well, that's Fair enough, but th- that just talks about maybe his uh, he was hedging his bets and he was you know his decision making as far as him wanting to get a deal done. Well, yeah, but well, I think also he was sold a bill of goods. He says, "Here's what we're going to do," yes. and then he gets into town and then they cut they get rid of everybody good, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's sort of like, "Well, you better be giving me a long leash because if you think after two years you're going to fire me or pull a Chudzinski and fire me after one season oh, because that's... the team isn't good, like uh, at some point you have to kind of look within." Yeah, and, uh, well, that's for sure. I mean, if you're bad for that amount of years and you always have, like, a high number one pick, whose fault is that? The GM's fault. Yeah. I mean, you keep drafting uh, wide receivers in the first round. Uh, Here's the deal. Whose fault is that? I'll say right now, I had to live through it. And let me tell you, Martin Mayhew for the Detroit Lions, better. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think he necessarily had it together. I think he was kind of like a Pope Benedict, if you will. (laughs) 
He was a little bridge to another guy. And this Bob Quinn guy from New England for the Lions seems like the legit real deal. Hey, I, I, let me ask you a trivia question. Let me see if you know this. Uh, I'll say maybe you do. Maybe like 60-40 you know it. Uh, Villanova just won the national championship in basketball, as we talked about, right? Correct. Uh, can you name the Hall of Famer NFL Hall of Fame NFL player that went to Villanova? The Hall of Fame NFL player who went to Villanova? Mm-hmm. No. He's a Raider. Dan- no. He has a son playing in the NFL. Bob Greasy? Bob Greasy had Brian Greasy. Yeah. I think he's a Hall of Famer. He, he was Is Hall it of Bob Famer. Greasy? No. Hall who of didn't fa- play for the Raiders. Hall of Famer for the Raiders. Oh. Um, who went to Villanova? He does Radio Shack commercials. Oh, Howie Long? Howie Long oh, went to Villanova. You know what? I guess I did know that now that I'm now that you Now that I told you, you did know that. Yeah. I have heard that you before. You have heard that, that before, triggered right? the memory. Yeah I, yeah. I don't even I don't even know that I knew Villanova had a team other than knowing how Howie Long played for them. I don't know if I've ever seen a score of a Villanova game. I think uh, Do they still have a team? It's to protect the innocent, Brent. Is that right? <laughs> At one point, at least they had a team. That's right, and it had Howie Long on it. Yeah, so you gotta love it. And uh, you just you you quoted a Howie Long and Radio Shack commercial that has to be at least twenty years old at this point. <laughs> well, but you know, you'll still see those commercials sometimes around the holidays. They'll still show like old how you know Howie Howie Long and what's her name Terry Terry pra- uh, Pratchett Terry Pratchett author of Terry Discworld Hatcher. Terry Hatcher <laughs> No Terry Hatcher. You know, from that new show, uh, Smallville. <laughs> She's from, no, no Lois from, and Clark. She was from the Real, uh, not the, Real Housewives. Why I say Desperate Housewives. She, and also Lois and Clark, right? Yeah, with and, her and, and uh, also the 1995 opus with Alec Baldwin, Heaven's Prisoners. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> check that out on the... Uh, if you want to see, see a nude scene, there you go. Really? Guys, we'll get right back, because uh, we're going to be right back after three seconds of... Liz Fair. So uh, a huge episode of Walking Dead and a medium story episode of Better Call Saul. So let's start with Better Call Saul, and we'll get to that part of Walking Dead. Spoiler alert if you don't watch both shows. First off, shame on you. You should, and you should have already seen them by now. What's wrong with you, jerk? Jerk face. Jerk butt. Put it out there. Uh, Better Call Saul was a cool little uh, exposition episode. Basically, um, Kim Wexler and Jimmy McGill are getting their own office. It's a dentist's office, Mm -hmm. a mirror dentist's office that looked terrible to me. Well, look terrible, but if you take out the dentist chair, it'll be fine. We've got the sinks in the the conference rooms. I guess so, but I mean, you're kind of getting it for the installations. I mean, that's part of what you're paying for. It looked like a freaking, as soon as I walked in, I'm like, that's a dentist's office. And then Kim Wexler says, this is a dentist's office. He goes, Mm -hmm. yeah, isn't it great? Feel like no. Well, I feel like she he's seeing the possibilities in it. And you know what? Jimmy does see the possibilities in it. Yep. That's for sure. And so the big thing is they I mean, need that's the thing. You know, if you guys when when you start looking for a house, right? Which I assume right. you guys will do at some point. At some point, right? Uh, you're gonna under, you're gonna understand more. Like, yeah, all these things can be changed in this house, right? You know what I mean? What are these what, walls? What's the shape of the rooms, though? There are two rooms next to each other that are office shaped. <laughs> And they're both the same size. It's and true. They're right next to the, you know, and they share a lobby. Yeah, all I have to do is take out the sink and, and the dentist chair, and then put in a desk, and you're in business. I, I, I could dig it. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I, t- I didn't. I, to me, it looked very. It, it looked too much like a dentist's office to the point where I was like, the amount of money they that they don't have that they'd have to overhaul this thing with. But they could leave the sink in there anyway. They put a desk in the corner. They take out the ch- they just take out the chair. You have some, you know. Well, he does have a nice Coco Bolo desk. That's right. I looked up uh, online Coco Bolo desks. Yeah. And that's kind of rare wood. I found a Coco Bolo desk. It was $15,000. So why aren't we doing our podcast? And now, on it since right I now? put it, now since I put that thing on 
I search for it all the time on the side of my thing. It'll show oh, that no. Coca Cola. Oh, yeah. you never do that. You got to do it from another computer. <laughs> oh, mistakes were made. But it looks cool though. I, don't you want to have Coca Cola desk all the time on the side of your computer? Kinda, yes, kind of. I don't even know what it. I didn't know what it was until this this show. So <laughs> I guess I didn't know that I wanted it until I knew I wanted it. And apparently they were half as much, uh, you know, they were only $7,000 a, a few years well, ago. Is, it's vintage now, you know? That's, that's it. And now because Better Call Saul made people want them, the yeah, prices are going to go right. through the roof. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so Kim is spending the whole time trying to, like, she wants to do things the right way. Yeah. It's a great looking desk. It's cool, cool wood, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's not that cool. Not 50 grand cool. 15. 15. It's still not 15 grand cool either. I thought it was 50. You thought it was really good. I thought it was super good. Um, so Kim Wexler needs to hold on to this client, but she wants to break it off at HHM in her way, mm-hmm. Hamlin, Hamlin, McGill. And so she's trying to get out, but she doesn't want to be sneaky about it and just pull the customer. And Jimmy says, you can't do it that way. Got to go shady. Can I tell you this? I mean, it's just, uh, it's not a criticism of the show. It's just things that makes you like, oh, I wish these people were like more on top of it. Right. Jimmy's too shady. And she's not shady enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Though that's why they yin and yang together yeah. so well. Is Yeah, she could use a little extra shadiness, and he could mm-hmm. use just a little bit less. He could use less of an edge. She could use more. It's absolutely true. So she goes through all the right channels. She has a winning conversation with the, with the bank. She thinks she's landed them as her one customer. But then who comes out of the woodwork to, to screw it up for everybody? Chuck is the worst. Chuck is the worst. He says, I want it to look normal. You know, leave the lights on. Let everyone keep their cell phones. I'm coming in. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so obviously psychosomatic at this point. Like, it's painful. I mean, we know it is. We know it is. Right. But he should know it is by now as well. Because <laughs> he comes in and absolutely crushes it. Puts forth. I mean, like, you watch it. How likable was he in that meeting? How likable was Chuck in that meeting? Like, you would have gone I with him. I don't know. I thought I mean, he was great. I, he looked like the, with his, you know, devil smile to me. And he's like, oh, of course right, you know. I would have seen right through that. Would you? I hope. I don't know. He he also had some very good points to make, too. He had good points to make, but... I, here's the deal. Having seen both presentations, I would have gone with Chuck McGill as well. <laughs> and I say that unabashedly. Uh, I would have gone with Kim Wexler. Well, you're wrong. I would have <laughs> got with whoever has the best gams. Best gams? I guess I'd have to see Howard's legs and see if they're up to snuff. Oh, I have a feeling that they're very, uh, they're very toned. I might have gone with them then. He probably yeah. probably plays a lot of tennis. I'm guessing <laughs> a lot of tennis, a lot of squash. So we, we now we're starting this new uh, Wexler and McGill law firm. Uh, Jimmy's just doing his Jimmy thing, and uh, Kim has no customers whatsoever. And the big get that she was planning to float the franchise with is gone. Now, okay. You seemed like you weren't as impressed by this episode as I was. I thought it was a great episode. It's one of those in hindsight. The more I'm thinking about it, as we're talking about it, the yeah. more I the more I liked okay. it. It didn't blow me away with any like big moments. The big well, I thought the big moment to me it was a big moment. One when Chuck takes those takes the clients from her and and you see great. her, she's just crushed. Right? But she's devastated. Yeah. Uh, the other great moment is just like wow. I I was so conflicted while it was happening. Is like Jimmy is taking the addresses of the people. Yes. And, and, and changing the numbers. And changing the numbers. He's long conning this one. Yeah. He's making uh, HHM look foolish because Jimmy McGill goes and takes a whole bunch of uh, document papers. Uh, while that he's the helping same address Chuck. While, while Chuck is passed out on his couch having an episode mm-hmm. uh, after having gone into the office to steal this firm away. And, 
And Jimmy goes to a print shop and there's a huge montage of him switching a six and a one on every document. So that way they're down the road. They're going to look foolish because they have the wrong address on every single one of these forms. In theory, this is going to cause the bank to not go with them anymore and say, oh, we took you because you weren't going to screw up. Yeah. You convinced us that Kim was going to screw up and you weren't. We're going with Kim now. Yeah. It feels like that's what's happening. Now, is there any way, I guess, when the poop goes down on this? That they can decipher what happened? Like, oh, wait, maybe that time I was passed no. out? I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I, I think, think it's, it's it's a near-perfect crime. Yeah. it's. I think the only way they, that's one of those, it's like Law & Order SVU or something. The only way they find out about it is if somebody confesses. Or Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy gets drunk and is talking about it. Yep. I mean, that could yeah, also happen. Some over. <laughs> Switch six and a one, you know. A, you guys get the numbers one and six confused. How'd you know that? What? Huh? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. Although, did you like Chuck? Uh, did you like Jimmy having the guy pretending to be a World War II veteran? Oh my god! In the with the oxygen in the wheelchair that was so funny. And the guy's like, "Don't talk." <laughs> Quick, he's get not some supposed footage. to talk at all. Can we? Hey, can we all take a picture with this veteran? Jeez! Jimmy's like, "God dang it!" <laughs> We're still going to get away with it, but you're an idiot. And so they get all this footage of him standing in front of an airplane for a future commercial because it looks like he's still sticking with senior law, mm-hmm. shady senior law, yeah. <laughs> because that's what he knows. He's good at it. He can make money. Good job, Jimmy. That's all I'm trying to say. Wow. And there's the other other thing about this episode is what is Mike doing? Two episodes of him stalking uh, the guy with the bell. Yeah. And now he's got a hose and he's putting some he's he's mm-hmm. making like a barbed wire thing with a hose and a this bunch of nails. Reminds me of, this reminds me a little bit of the uh Breaking Bad finale when Brian Cranston's making some gadgets. Do you remember uh to be fair, remember Breaking Bad when Mike booby traps the house mm-hmm. with the elephant yeah. <laughs> on the front door and he ends up killing those people? This is the same poop. Yeah. In the same house. And actually. they and they show him like, Oh, I'm just uh, making a thing to water the the plants in the backyard with yeah. my granddaughter. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. And next thing you know, he's putting nails in them and he's just like staring. So I, this is, feels like it's tire spikes to me. That's what I got out of it. Probably. Is this is going to be laid across like the road that, yeah. to create tire spikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, really well made tire spikes because, I mean, he's Couldn't former he military. Get, yeah. But wasn't he a former cop? Couldn't he just get like some strips? You know, those. Not now. Not back then. They well, here's the deal. He can't do that now and not have it be traced back to him. But a hose with well, nails anybody can make. Uh, tire tire things, tire spikes have to come from somewhere. A cop. Yeah, and but he's not a cop. He's not a cop. But if he had them, that means he got them from a cop or he stole them from a cop. Yeah. And he is now committed 10 times the crime just putting a bunch of nails in a hose and leaving it somewhere is. I guess. I mean, I would say if I saw the thing with the nails, I'd be like, oh, somebody probably just didn't want to to think it was Mike, so he didn't use a cop thing. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I, I This whole thing, just, every time I watch one of his episodes, I think to myself, like, what's going to happen to Kim? Yeah. <laughs> because Kim isn't in the future. No. <laughs> she's not there at all. Ah, she's probably somewhere else. I'm hoping that in these flashbacks of uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk mm-hmm. working at the uh, the Cinnabon and whatnot, he comes home one day or she comes home and like she's like there with him mm-hmm. and he gets a happy ending. Hmm. I'm not thinking it's going to happen, though. I think at some point we're going to see a scene where we see Kim's last breath. I think you might be right. That's the sad part. I hope not, I though. I hope not. I hope no, not. No, I, I don't think... Somebody getting I, at Jimmy... I kind of don't think she's... I kind of think she's just going to go off somewhere and... Fall out? She's going to have a falling she's out? She's going to move to the East Coast or California or something. It's yeah. fair enough. Well, let's move on to Walking Dead right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's Boring. see. Boring. Yeah. Next. Uh, we meet Negan eventually. 
So a whole bunch of little dramatic scenes happen, and then Carol's being chased down by Morgan. Uh, who meet now? Who are these people that they meet? The Kingdom. Tell me about the Kingdom, the Brent. Kingdom. Oh, well, they have some horses. They have horses. They, I... wear, they wear that uh, armor. You know, they're kind of like a. <laughs> like they want to be like Camelot, you know? Yeah, they reminded me a little bit of Caesar's Legion from Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. They're wearing yeah. like football pads as like Roman centurion armor and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of fun. I mean, that was all like just like B and C and D stories happening. You know, the father back at the camp, the priest, is now like ready to go. Yeah. Father Gabriel, he's like ready to like be a leader. Uh, I don't believe that for a second, by the I, way. I kind of do. He feels a little grittier now. You, what has he done? He shot like zombies for five minutes. Okay. He's, here's the deal. He's better now than he was two seasons ago. So? So is everybody. Uh, Eugene is a freaking bamf right now. Right? I would trust Eugene. Except you would? The, except he got captured immediately. Well, to be fair, they all got captured. Yeah. <laughs> this plan was bad, and they fell into a, a honey trap. Let's just face facts. Negan played them. So uh, for you guys, well, let's face it. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Uh, until then, though, <laughs> I'll keep talking about it. Uh, they keep driving the RV because they've got to get Maggie up to the hilltop because she's about to give birth. Mm-hmm. And so they load up the RV with all the competent people. So you've got, you know, uh, uh, Rick, and you've got Abraham, and you've got Eugene, and you've got, uh, you've got Aaron, you've got uh, Coral, you've got Maggie, and they're all just kind of like Bob taking the Bob was the truck. black dude that I eaten. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he woke up and his leg was gone, dude. Spoiled meat. <laughs> um, <laughs> Spoiled meat. Whoa. So they, they pretty much go on a pursuit, uh, a series of avenues to get north to the hilltop, but every single one of them is like way shut down by Negan's man. Mm-hmm. They find a little what they uh, think. One specific Negan's man. Oh, I'm no. sorry. How could I go this long without bearing the lead? Stephen Ogg. Stephen Ogg, also known as Trevor. Trevor. From GTA 5. Trevor. By the way, in the same segment, we just talked about uh, Better Call Saul. A show that also featured Stephen Ogg. Also Ogg. featured Stephen Ogg last season as one of the bad guys that goes out with Mike, right? For one scene, For but one it was great. Scene? Yeah. It was a great scene. Uh, he had a lot more to do in this episode. He seems like he's going to be a continuing character next season. I hope so. And I'm super happy about yeah. it because he's. if this character isn't named Trevor, I'm pissed. We didn't actually find out what his name was. I don't believe so, no. I want it to be Trevor. He's playing Trevor from Grand Theft Auto in a zombie post-apocalyptic future. That would be real. Well. It's the same dude. It, it's the same dude, except I couldn't see Trevor from GTA 5 working for Negan. He oh, would I wa- could. He would want to take over. Uh, he would eventually, but at the same time, the reason why Trevor in GTA 5 works is because not enough people came after him. Mm-hmm. He was working in a very small group, and he would hit people one on one, take them down. But he was not going to step to a group of a hundred people and think that he's just going to punch somebody and impress everybody like he does in GTA Five. He pushes around little people. Negan's no little person. <laughs> yeah, if I may, I still say call him Trevor because, gosh darn it, he needs to be called Trevor. So, he's so good. He's so good at that character. Uh, he's so great. He's so good. Yeah. So the whole time he's taunting Rick's van as they're going through, they find well, a little kind of just like you know, we can't come through here. Guess you can go some other way. We'll go our own way. Hey, that's that's not a bad Trevor. That's that's not, no, bad. That's not bad. That's not. They're gonna we're gonna have to take yeah all your stuff. You're gonna have to give up all your stuff eventually, and then we're gonna kill one of you, and then we can start the negotiations. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. So they go through this entire winding thing, one roadblock after another. They break through a very, what feels like a weak roadblock mm-hmm. where they're shooting at their feet mm-hmm. and they work their way through. They get all the way the, to where the RV is like basically done. So Eugene offers as a brave man. I could 
I'm going to drive the RV. You guys go on we foot. They can't tell who's inside a said vehicle. That's it. And it's not a bad plan, except for the fact that Negan had already thought except of that. Except for it was a totally bad plan. So they end up walking through the forest, and they get surrounded by how many people? 100? 150 people? That whistling was so creepy. Yeah. Yeah, just you hear like 100 people whistling, and you're like, um, Oh, we're boned. Yeah, uh, I don't even like this in a horror film trailer, let alone real life. And then Walking Dead goes to commercial for seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I don't blame them. There's a lot of internet heat about that. And I'm like, why not? It's the most viewed show on television. They know you're glued, wrapped attention to the screen. Get your advertising money. Get your money, son. <laughs> and so here we go. We meet Negan. Negan is? Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Who played? The comedian. In Watchmen. Watchmen. Yep. And he was bit. wonderful. Right? I don't know much about Negan. I know this guy is awesome. Uh, I was sitting there. Okay. Negan, you know, similar to the governor, is a bad guy on the show, right? He has his own group of people. He's an antagonist. Yeah. Um, Everyone's a bad guy on the show in one way or another. Uh, but I was sitting there as he's talking, and he's saying horrible things. I'm just smiling the entire yes. time, like, I would follow you to the ends of the earth, Negan. I really enjoyed this guy a lot. And I know I'm supposed to hate him, and he's a big jerk who says, like, I went through a lot of trouble to, to get you here. To get you here and to show you what you're up against. Yeah. You know how you killed two dozen of my men? Yeah. Look how many I still have. Mm-hmm. This is not even close to all of them. And you know what? Two dozen men is more than I can abide. Yeah. Look, I'm going to have to kill one of you. Just like in the comics, right? This scene was right out of the comics, right? Seems like they did that a lot this season. Mm-hmm. And you expressed that to me. Like, how close was this? Um, I don't think, th- if I'm thinking back, I don't think there was this many people in the lineup at the time. I thought it was just like three people. But on TV, that was great. It gives you plenty of options. Uh, once once I saw how many people were lined up, I was kind of thinking that maybe they're not going to show us who it is and we're going to have to worry about it. I was kind of thinking that. I'll be honest. I 100% thought they were going to show us who it is. The fact that it's a cliffhanger, everybody. Well, once they start showing, I was like, well, there's like 10 people. I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those who shot Mr. Burns things. Well, I thought they were just going to kill Aaron because he's the character who means the least in that lineup. You know, he's like the the Star Trek red shirt of that crew. But, he's the one we can lose who has the least vested interest by an audience. But when you introduce a character like Negan, for him to demonstrate his value and for us to be truly afraid of him, doesn't he really have to kill somebody that we really love? Well, this could be a misstep then because we did meet him. But he didn't kill somebody. We're going to have six months of knowing about Negan, not knowing who he killed. Mm-hmm. And we had he had he killed, you know, whoever it is, Glenn, uh, which we've said here many times, mm-hmm. is who we think is the most likely candidate because right. that's what happens in the comic books. If he kills Glenn and it's all mushy and gross and we see his, like, eyeball pop out mm-hmm. and we see him and then that's the last image of the show, cut to, cut to black, mm-hmm. go six months – we all have a thought about Negan. The fact that we know he did it, don't know who he did it to, lessens its power, I think. Because uh, we can still sit here and say he could have killed Aaron. Maybe he's not that big a deal. I, but I think it keeps the debate open. That's, it keeps it interesting. I don't think it's a good months. debate. But, well, okay. I think the debate should be he the, killed Glenn or whatever. What that, happens but now? But the fact that everybody's talking about it and there's a hashtag that says who is it is, but, you know. It's helpful. I, just, uh, I think it could have been stronger. I thought... Just the fact that we we just hear the sounds of just it was like creepy crunching bones and tissue oh. and and it was just like, push, push. It was yeah. just over. It was like seven times because he hits him once mm-hmm. and he's like, oh look at him getting back up again. Yeah, ah. no, he's like, oh, you took it like a man. Yeah, 
Womb. Oh, jeez. It's gross. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Lucille. We got to meet Lucille also. Lucille, his uh, bacon-wrapped baseball bat. Mm -hmm. Oh, excuse me. Barbed wire wrapped. Barbed wire. Yeah. Mm. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, do we want to speculate on uh, who? We should. Anything? I mean, we know it's not Carol because that's she's not there. Well, she's not Carol. It's not Carol. So uh, we're just Morgan. talking about we know well, of the people that are there. We right? know it's not Rick. We, we know, know it's, it's not, not Rick. Carl. And we know it's not Carl because he made a comment. He made a comment. Nobody, nobody's yell out or I'm going to or you take his other eyeball and feed it to his dad, which makes you think that it's not the dad and not Carl. You would think it's not one of those two. Uh, you would think, I mean, Glenn seems the most likely candidate. One, because they are trying to match the comics a lot right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you got a good property that works. Why wouldn't you kind of try to follow it a little bit? Well, and if you believe any of the things you, you hear, like if you listen to the scene over and over. Right. And I even heard somebody like uh, online isolate the sound where they kind of took out a lot of the background noise. And it seems like you can hear somebody s- saying Maggie. Yep. Which would mean that it's Glenn yelling out because he knows he's he's the only one that can yell out because he's being hit in the head with a bat. Or could it be that it's Maggie and Glenn's calling out to her, but he doesn't want to call out too loud because he got in trouble for like I, jumping out the first time. I guess if he's if he's you know, I guess if, if he's gonna yell out Maggie, that means we're gonna see a dead Carl and a dead Rick probably too. You know what I mean? I just don't think anyone's gonna cry out. I think they all Well, I Rick's in my, shock right now. Rick think, is a man who suddenly realized he's beaten. Yeah. I mean, Rick went from being like, I got a plan, I'm getting through this, I'm putting my head down, we're doing this, to towards the end, he just has his mouth hanging open, he's not blinking. There's slobber just, coming out. He's just like, he cannot He cannot comprehend how effed he is in that yeah. moment. Yeah. Like, oh God, I, I, can't even, I can't even process this information right now. He had no idea that how big of trouble he was in. Like, the, oh, we escaped, we escaped, we escaped. Oh, now we're surrounded by 150 people. Yeah. I, I feel like if this had happened three seasons ago, it's not Glenn. I think because it's happening right now, as they're trying to, they did a lot of mirroring of comic book, it is absolutely going to be Glenn. Uh, okay, and I'll tell you this. And if you haven't read the comics and you don't want to know this specific thing from the comics, just stop listening right now. Yeah. But if you isolate the sound, what I believe you hear is he says Maggie, and then he says Mag, as if he's like his brain is fucked up because that's as if his brain is scrambled and he can't and that's actually what happens right word for word what happens in the comic he gets hit he says maggie and then he goes and then he gets hit a a million more times that's pretty rough so the fact that you can kind of hear that if you isolate the sound makes me believe that it is glenn now is it possible they're just using that as a red herring? Yes. But but Negan made very clear if somebody calls out that he's going to have to kill other people. So yeah, which could be it could be Maggie. If he's killing Maggie, then that means he's probably going to kill Glenn too. I just told you to shut up. I don't think he's going to kill more than one person here. That's not his mo. It is, wouldn't be good for the if show. Somebody else. To- he you did, know. but he's going to let a little gasping here and there. You I would guess. think. You would think. But I mean, I, still, I don't. I don't. I don't discount that he might kill more than one person. Though, in, in my world right now, it seems like head-on favorite Glenn. Mm-hmm. Small chance of it being Daryl. Mm-hmm. Very small. Really cop out. If they're going to cop out, they make it Aaron. And well, it's not going to be Aaron. I wouldn't I would think so, but chance. I mean, it's I an think, option. I think the other smaller choices are oh, Maggie. Th- no, no, I think uh, I think Michonne. I don't. And Michonne. I think maybe Eugene. I think it's one of those two. I do think Could they be. need. I think I do think they need Eugene because he's the one that's going to try to make bullets for them, which I think would be an important thing. Yeah, but he gave the he gave that to Rick, so Rick could do well, it. Well, and I feel like yeah, it seems like they did a couple things to try to make it seem like, well, uh, 
you know, maybe maybe it could be Eugene now because he had that bro moment with Abraham where they made up and they hugged each other. They did a lot in this episode to create. And then, by the way, that means it could finishes. be it could be Abraham too. I still think it's yeah. going to be Glenn though. There you go. All right, guys. Well, there it is. We're going to be right back and wrap up the show after three seconds of Lisa Left Eye Lopez. Make yourself So we played Walking Dead Michonne. Speaking of Walking Dead, episode two, boats, boats, and more boats. And uh, we start off getting off the boat on a boat. (laughs) Yeah, we uh, we let the kid get kicked. Michonne, Lonely Island. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. For real. (laughs) I'm on a boat. I'm just waiting for her to meet Dr. Moreau at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. It is a cool little Libertalia thing that they have working, though, with all the different boats and everything. It's a cool setting. That's Boy, I cool. just, I would like something different than boats. I, I, I well, okay. I want to say this about the Michonne thing. Yes. Uh, I wish it wasn't a Telltale game. You know what I mean? I wish it was like an actual game. Because then it would be fun to, like, you could be running around the different boats. And instead of just, like, you don't do anything oh, with I the boats. See. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a set when piece. When it's Michonne, I don't, I want to see Michonne, like, you know, Using the fighting and stuff. Well, so she's not talking her way out of things all the time. Yeah. Well, she does a fair amount of fighting in this. In this one, she does. She sure does. But in the first That's, one, she really didn't. No, all she does is fight in this one. I think people listened. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, we have the thing where she's trying to protect the little girl and she's trying to protect her friend. And then they're in the boat and the friend's just like, I'm going to run out and I'm going to distract him. You guys escape. Did you let that guy out of your sight? I said, no, you're stupid. We're all escaping. If you run out there, you're going to get killed. Right. And then there's only two of us to survive instead of three. Yes. Bad news, Brown. So she, like, murders a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think she's trying not to kill them. She's doing a lot of kicking of people into yeah. the water. But at a certain point, they fly away. She leaves the thing in explosions <laughs> just everywhere. Yeah. And they end up getting to an island. And how dumb is the uh, – I'm going to speed through it a little bit because we're at the end of the show. But how dumb is that? Like there's a, like a, a, an electrical tower leaned mm. against the side of the mountain. And the little girl's like, oh, here's a shortcut to get us up there because you're being chased Usually we now. climb one at a time. But let's all three climb it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, what could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I have an idea. Why don't you go first? We'll watch you do it. So, yeah, so some guys show up, and the, the brother uh, shows up in order to shoot you from the uh, the boat place, and he's just shooting all at you. You know, he hits the girl, mm-hmm. and you guys escape to the to the house. And by the way, that's supposed to save you time so you can escape. They catch you like five minutes later anyway. Yeah, you get no time at all. Granted, you are trying to carry a bullet victim. Yeah, that's true. But granted, even getting and on why there. Why are you, why is Michonne carrying the girl, not the big dude? Boy, that was a great question I kept asking myself. <laughs> Or at least splitting time or carrying her together. Well, you get to her family's house. And, and this is a very quick game. Like, basically three set pieces, and that's it. Like, it was only like, what, for me, it was like an hour to play this. Mm-hmm. Very, very, I was supposed yeah. to the two to two and a half hours of every other Telltale game. It's like, what are you guys doing, you know? Right. And so you get to the house, and you meet everybody, and you meet the dad. And there's lots of brothers and sisters. You're all good. And the dad's standing there at the front gate. And there's a thing in my head that goes, you probably want to close that gate, yeah. dude. Why are you standing there with the gate open? What are you doing? You're lingering a little bit of... Weren't there guys following you? Boom! Uh, yeah. Dude's missing his face. Yeah. Not good. 
Not good. Not good. So then you end up capturing the brother. You kill the other guys. Mm-hmm. You get him. You get him. His hand stuck in a vice, and he starts uh, taunting how many you. T- did you get? Did you keep tightening the vice? Uh, I did. I did tighten the vice yeah, once. I tightened it like three times. It got to the point where I'm <laughs> like, look, because you've you've chased me this far, mm-hmm. you could have made the choice. I've done enough damage to you. Let me go. I don't matter anymore. It's obvious. I don't want to be worried about your poop. Right. We can cut this here. Mm-hmm. The guy, the brother comes and chases you, shoots your friend, shoots the dad in the face, killing him, mm-hmm. and then is taunting you. In my head, the second that this garage scene started with the interrogation and whatnot, I'm like, he's not leaving here. Right. If he leaves here, he's just going to keep coming. He didn't stop when he already should have. You got to end this here. I'm a little bit more like the Punisher and a little bit less like Daredevil well, if we're going to tie it into I the I wasn't Netflix. doing it out of sympathy. You, you killed him. I let him live because I'm like, well, what if I need him like as a kind of a hostage negotiation later. Uh, I'm just thinking, like, I'm trying to think how I would think if I was Michonne. My theory went like this, and I said this before we recorded, was um, he he lays it out for you. He says, look, I'm going to keep trying to kill you till one of us is dead. And if you kill me, my sister's going to come and she's going to kill you. And if you let me live, I'm going to be the one to kill you. So I'm like, well, may as well, you know, get something on this trade. So if I'm going to die either way, I'm at least going to take one of them with me. And I don't want him, this jerky jerko, to be the one taunting me as he does it. I don't want him to win. Yeah. Is that fair? Now, you let him go because, you know, you make I bad choices. I didn't let him go. I have him still. You have He's, him captured yes, still. Yes, I have him captured. I didn't let him go. You basically let him go and gave him a gun. Mm-hmm. Set him on his way. I mean, he was pretty useless. Both his I, hands are crushed. I, I feel like if I have him stuck in a vice... And she comes up, and I was like, do you just want me to kill your brother right now? You know, I have some negotiating power. If I already killed him, then there's there's nothing for me. You know. I don't think there's any negotiation going to happen, I guess is all I'm, I'm saying. I'm just saying it's, he's useless anyway. But if I can make her think twice. I'm Yeah, I, I understand what you're, you're, you're trying to use him as a bargaining chip. No, not as a bargaining chip. He has like value of some make kind. Make her weaker. Yeah. I, yeah. To me, it's just like he's only going to get in the way. And he cannot live after everything he's done. Well, I'm not going to let him live eventually, yeah. Aren't you? No. Maybe you don't get another chance to kill him. Maybe that was it? Well, then he's already crippled. I mean, I already <laughs> crushed, did hurt. His, crushed his hand in the vice. It's not good. Yeah. That seemed to me like a really bad way to like try to like retain somebody, though. Like, couldn't he just wiggle his way out of it? Yeah, the more you... Couldn't you just, like, you bleed and you'll be able to pull your hand out? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It seems a little bit weird to me, but whatever. A little bit weird, yeah. It is what it is. Walking Dead, but we liked it better than episode one. Oh, yeah. By far. A lot more action. It just felt like more stuff was happening. You had that whole Sherlock Holmes moment where she's back in her apartment during the zombie thing. Mm-hmm. Wait, maybe it wasn't. Hey, during now let the me ask thing. you this. Uh, I I went through and I thought I was gonna have. I thought I was gonna end up in the bedroom because I thought maybe the the kids were in there. Yes. Right. I never went into the bedroom because I went to the thing and I activated the next thing. Did you go in the bedroom? I did go in the bedroom. What was in the bedroom? Not much. Oh, okay. Not much. Uh, I didn't go in the kitchen really. Oh, okay. But so, you didn't go in the kitchen to answer the listen to the answering machine. Oh, messages? I'm sorry. The, the area around the other backside of okay. the kitchen. Yeah, where I the went blood everywhere. Was. Uh, I went everywhere except the uh, yeah. Did you answer the phone or did you run oh, after I the stranger? Yeah. I answered the phone. Yeah, yeah. and then I listened to her die. Yeah, because yeah. I'm terrible. Yeah. But anyway, guys, there is the next installment of Raisin Brent, and I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And uh, we got to wrap it up right now. We got to do some contact information. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast, or on Twitter at Ray Brent Podcast. You can hit me up individually. I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. And of course, you can thank people Dino, David Noller, intrepid producer. Mm-hmm. Got to thank him. Got to thank Jordan Monsell, the artist. 
Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook, JordanMoncel.com. Moncel, me some art. Buy it from him. We got to thank the train wrecks. Got to thank the trainers. Got to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Jeremy Buck and the Bang are a great band. You should totally support them. Mm -hmm. Go on iTunes and then search Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Buy their album. All of them. Secret Made of Dreams, Fool's Gold. Uh, You Are a Star. All good. All right. Take your word for it. That's what I got. Anybody else you want to thank, Brent? I want to thank, uh, you know, even though I've, I didn't want it to really happen, I want to thank our guest for coming in and talking about their win and the bracket. really nice yeah. of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, God, he's a good-looking guy. I wish I looked like that guy. Brent Pope. Oof. Guys, I got nothing more to add to that. You must uh, give it to the champion. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to let him have his moment. That's right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Gonna have to drag me out in chains. Gonna have to drag me out in chains. Gonna have to drag me out in chains. Is it Ben Folds or Ben Folds 5? Say Ben Folds. Either way, it's fine. Okay. I'm gonna say Ben Folds 5. It might be Ben Folds 5. Ready? Are we taping? Yeah. Are we doing? Can we? Now? Are we out? Is it going? How about now? Is it test, test, test. Yeah, it's going. Test, test, test. Oh my God, just do it. Okay. Test, test. Where's my levels? Test, test. Test, test. We've been recording for an hour. Why would you be checking your levels right now? I feel like I'm peaking. Oh, you peaked a long time ago. Peaking duck. That's a good joke, Ray. That's hilarious. Let's save that for later. Let's could you play that? Let's save that for an outtake and we can use your joke. Just just the joke. <clears throat> so are we taping or what? Yes. Okay, give me a sec. What do you need a sec for? <laughs> just read the list. Okay, fine. Handwriting is really Bracket Michonne. Johnny Manzel. Emma, are these names of bands? Those are the topics we talked about on the show. Read the bottom part. Oh, okay. Osis. Oh, all right. Here we go. Isis. Are you promoting Isis on our show, Ray? Oh, my God. Just read it. <laughs> <laughs>